and welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Comment on your favorite idea to date and earn an entry into our grand prize draw. Now what exactly is the prize here? Is it just another idea or are we doing like a whole prize here? Um, I don't know. We can decide that as well as the date of the draw later. <laughs> yeah, we'll decide those things as soon as we get our first entry. There we go. We'll, we'll put it off in, in, in indefinitely, which is, you know, definitely doesn't mean never. <laughs> mm, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. This means uh, we don't know. <laughs> just to be clear, this is not in fact real uh, sweepstakes, so we do not need to conform to a bunch of laws that I know exist and don't want to bother with. Yeah. We'd have to, what, get some kind of registration for a giveaway or something? Um, I don't actually think that we need to register a giveaway unless we want it to be accessible to Quebec. Is that the thing? Really? There's a reason that uh, everybody pretty much skips going through Quebec when it's like, yeah, we have a giveaway. You can enter it if you're in North America, except for Quebec, because they have their own thing. Oh, I didn't realize that that... uh, Yeah, I knew that was the case with Canadian competitions. I didn't realize there were, like, all of North America except Quebec. (laughs) I, I see. I mean... Perhaps that's because I live in the United States. Yeah, but now I know. Their regulatory hoops are so onerous that even North America-wide competitions <laughs> exclude them. <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, super onerous, but, like, it's enough that, like, it's more worth it to not bother. Yeah, they're just like, let's not. The incremental sales gains is not worth it. Exactly. The incremental sales gains from the entirety of Quebec is not worth stealing from from their laws. (laughs) Okay, we should introduce ourselves. Hi everyone, my name's Eunice. I'm the author of Fantasia and Eternal Source. And do I have a fun fact? No. No. I'm out of fun today. Well, oh, okay. I'm Atheo, author of Rune and Metagame, and... If my voice sounds weird, it's because I literally just got up. Yay! Okay, so this week, I don't know if it counts as your idea or my idea, but I guess we're just doing the thing that we thought of the end of the last week. Well, you know, I think that counts as a joint idea. Yay! So it was... what was it? Well, based on what I heard from your explanations... I was believing that we had, like, a a world that had, like, a sci-fi world where people had sort of replaced living in the world for living in giant computer banks uh, along with, you know, robot maintenance of those computer banks uh, that are run by people. Ah, uh, yes. Uploading our consciousnesses to the, to the ether, the interwebs, the... What do they usually call it? The cloud? You, I mean, to be fair, you might upload your consciousness to the cloud, but you're not going to upload it to the internet. Okay. Consciousness is is one thing, but distributed consciousness is an entirely different thing, especially <laughs> when, by distributing the consciousness, you'd introduce far more errors. Okay. 
And um, are we doing a world where this is like a permanent one time, like you pick, you gotta live in that world or the real world? Or is it like no, people go in and out? I think you could make an interesting like point out of either, but uh, the way that I would sort of decide for it to go, assuming that I was running this thing, would be that you can have either your real world or your sort of uploaded consciousness and when you upload your consciousness you can choose to um how to put this be destroyed on the spot or you can wait until the destruction of your real world consciousness for your copy to be active but both cannot be active at the same time okay is this kind of a incentive to like decrease the overpopulation of the planet or is it just kind of you know developed because people wanted immortality and our bodies can't handle that or both, I would or... think more of the second one because like quote unquote overpopulation is not as much of the issue as people sort of believe it is because as soon mm -hmm. as you take out certain unsustainabilities in the modern system which are things that you could take out i'm not talking about things that you can't take out it mm -hmm. becomes a lot less of a problem of quote-unquote overpopulation and more of a popular and more of a problem of obvious inefficiency <laughs> yeah okay and the fact of the matter is that the population won't rise too much if we don't have like once major development happens in most countries there's no more quick rise of the population if there's no, like, immigration. And then you have other countries like Japan where you have reductions in population year over year, which is just a function of development um, and of the fact that your kids don't die. So the average becomes, like, a little bit over two. Which average? The average of... Like, children per couple is a little bit over two. In Japan, it's like one. No, no, no. I mean, like, as as an average in countries that are well-developed. Okay. Not in Japan specifically, in this case. Because they're, you know, they've got problems. <laughs> yeah. Japan has a, has a declining population because theirs is under two. Very much under two. Extremely far too much under two, but, you know. There's a reason for it, but we're not going to get into that because it makes me angry. Let's not <laughs> go into the complex social situation of Japan right now. Little... Don't go into the complex socioeconomics of declining populations in uh, developed countries. That's too much. Too much for a little much. jokey writing podcast. It's way too much. Uh, I would have fun yeah, with so. it, but that's not what our podcast is here for. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, yeah, this is a different podcast. Different different audience. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I mean, it's like, if you get to go into a virtual world, you can make it whatever you want, I assume. Um... I don't know about whatever you want. There's sort of a degree of whatever you want within reason, like, that the computer can understand. 
Okay, but you know. Although when you're in the virtual world, you get to uh, you know try and push those limits and, and program things with, I would assume, a situation where like there's some quote unquote programming that you can pass off. It's like here's what I want done, and then you pass it off really quick to uh, the machine that figures out how to put that into code. Because, you know, if we're uploading consciousness, I feel like we could figure out natural language into. Yeah. Like, you know, what I'm... Hmm. I don't know. Would it be like and everybody can choose to have their own world or join an open server as it is? Does it become a game again? But not a game. I mean... Can you die? It's not like a game game. It's is, more of like a, like a Sims 2 game. <laughs> Sims 2, okay. I was... I just stuck a number after it. Don't read into the number. It's okay. meaningless. Okay. Can you die? No, this um, is people seeking immortality, I think. I would say that it's still possible to quote-unquote die. But not through typical means. Oh, Like, you can't get stabbed in a back alley and fall over dead, right? Mm-hmm. But I would make it so that, like, it's possible that you get, like, your consciousness gets corrupted beyond repair, and it's just like, uh... Oops. Sorry, but uh, we will not be continuing to maintain your personality unless you, unless you prove that you can, like, actively interact with society in a decent way. Okay. So, like, yeah, you don't, you won't die of old age... Or injury or disease. But, you know, file corruption, server crashes, it's not 100%. It's not unheard of for people to die, but it's extraordinarily rare. Yeah. And it doesn't happen by old age exclusively. Okay. Can you have children? Now that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Because, like, what defines like the the creation and like would that child who is created inside of the virtual only world would they just be an ai or would they be a human it's a great question and like would it seed off of off of like your partners that you have like who are making this child or would it essentially be like only nurture in this case yeah like you have default human number 125 uh, and then being raised by different people is what causes the differences. But then that, like, you know, massively narrows down the infinite variety of human genetic variation. And it's not infinite. It's obviously not infinite. It can't be infinite. But, but you know, know, mutations. It's a lot. It's technically infinite. Theoretically. Um, I would say that it would be some kind of patterning based on some kind of random mingling of two parents that don't have, you know, like, sex and becomes, like, not, not relevant in this, in this act of procreation. But they pick, you know, any two people if they want to have a kid together. Well, I mean, now you're just being limited. We, we're no longer based entirely off of sex, so, like, two people. I mean, choose as many as you want. That's true. I mean, if you want to be the mind meld of a lot of people making one, one kid. 
I didn't and, think there was a mind meld involved because I think that the actual copying gets done on a level that does not directly involve the uh, quote unquote parents in this case. I would say maybe the the technology that they they're using to create children probably has some kind of upper limit on how many minds it can take. From I mean, probably, and- but you know, like. When Bohemian Rhapsody was being recorded, it's not like they had the ability to run all of those tracks in together, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for the for the vocal lines. So what they would do is they would essentially do generational copy-downs with a- additional people. Okay. So even if you can only get, like, four into one group, four into one group would allow you to create, like, a subgroup. <laughs> okay. I enjoy how you like making things immediately extremely complicated. <laughs> that's just how my brain works, you know? I see something that's like mildly not complicated and I'm just like, hmm, this could be extremely more complicated and extremely easily. And I could use that complication to do something. And that's what we're gonna do because it's more fun that way or something. For me. <laughs> I don't know about everyone else. This is more fun for me. I'm just like, I'm already confused and we haven't even started yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but there is some kind of way to have children and then you can get into, are they human? Are they AI? What is this? I mean, we could make that part of the, uh, part of the themes of our, of our story here. Yeah, you know, we're exploring what makes you you? Is it your body? Obviously, probably not. Probably I mean, not. Given how we're just uploading your entire consciousness into the, the ether. <laughs> I imagine most people who upload their consciousness into the ether still would use their body. Actually, that might be a sort of interesting like distinction. Is that like most people who upload their body, they're like, yeah, I mean, I could be anything I want, but uh, what I want to be is something that looks pretty much like me, but perfected in a way. And it's not even perfected, it's just like taking what they had in the real world and like changing it to be slightly better. Yeah, you know, (laughs) just erase all of those little self-conscious parts. And And if you're fat, you're not fat anymore. It's fine. Easy. Well, unless you want to be. And some people want to be. And some people like that. Mmm. Yeah. I only judge a little. You only judge a little. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So, what do people do in SimWorld? I mean, essentially whatever they want, right? Yeah. Although, the difficulty is that, like, any sort of experimentation that they want to do would have to be, you know, on real robot time. On real robot time? As in, if they wanted to do any experimentation where the answer is not already known, they would need to essentially pay something. I don't know if they would need to pay something, actually. It may just be like, our society is like almost fully uploaded, so, you know. Um, They would need to get some time on like a robot that exists in reality so that they could set up a test. Hmm... Okay. People still interacting with the real world. That's weird. It's like you upload your consciousness into the into the ether and then pilot robots to interact with the real world. 
How is that weird? I, I don't know. It seems like you're using a lot of steps to do what you used to do in a more roundabout way. <laughs> Which, Have you not met people? Yeah, I know. I'm not saying it's not something that would happen. I'm just saying, you know. It's, and like, if your other option is die of old age. Yeah. Okay. Did we just make an an ax like a a lit RPG except you can die? <laughs> um, I don't really think that that's what this is because okay. it's not really an RPG in the sense that like that's not it's like the the world is not built to be a game. I imagine there would be games inside the world that you could access, but yeah. they would not be like typical. Okay. 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 There's in the regular cyber world there are no levels. No. But if you're bored, you can go onto the games game servers at where there are levels. <laughs> yes. And there's a lot of different ones depending on what you like to play. Yes. Okay. Now, do we want to make this like oops all dystopia or do we want to or do we want to play with this a little bit? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I'm I don't want it to just go straight into dystopia because that's honestly really typical and boring and also this is like based on my wanting to actually have my consciousness uploaded into the ether so let's explore how how it would work in a non oh crap we messed everything up kind of way <laughs> okay so we don't want to play in the realm of utopia but we don't want to we don't want to go full dystopia either yeah whatever the intermediate realistic version is <laughs> biggest issue is that hmm i'm trying to think of a way to put this that doesn't you know immediately out me but i don't think there is one um is that if we allow capitalism to continue into this existence of uploaded consciousness it's horrifying like there's no way that goes but total dystopia well i mean it's like if everyone is in a virtual world, is there a limited resource? That's not what capitalism works on. Whether the resource is limited or not, capitalism does not give a shit. Okay, but it's like, regardless, is there anything that it's like, people want it, we can't, and we can't just make infinite Yes, copies. servers. Servers. So servers... Like, the things that people are, you know, uploading themselves to? Okay, so server space is N not Is infinite. not something... Like, we, we essentially cannot afford to allow people to own the servers that people live on. <laughs> okay. And I assume, like, real-world resources are required to keep the servers running. Yes, but given that they don't need to, like, breathe or anything, um, it becomes a significantly easier proposition to uh, essentially do use spaceflight to bring things to the, like, hub. Like, you basically need electricity. Yeah. And then if you want to expand the servers, you need some resources. But other than it's that... It's not just expand. You also need um, resources to maintain. Because um, like even the best design sort of uh, disks and stuff... Not disks, but like hard drives and stuff are going to fail. 
on a fairly uh, regular basis. And you are going to want to use something more like a hard disk than an SSD even for um, backup storage, if not necessarily your primary storage, because um, SSDs can be unrecoverable if they fail. Mm. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I feel like at least the society would want an attempt to be made at recovery being possible for a for if somebody has one of their hard hard disks fail. Yeah, depending. Okay, okay. So let's say that this whole technology capability to upload your consciousness into the ether was not created by some kind of evil capitalist company. And it was more someone... They either. don't necessarily need to be evil when it's created. It just needs to be that somebody owns the servers who doesn't much care about anything more than the profit they can make from them. Yeah. Let's say, in order to keep this from going straight into a dystopia, it, it was instead created by an eccentric genius who does not believe, like, in capitalism and when made okay some... it was created by an eccentric genius and then how did how did they prevent um rich companies from getting their hands on it before it was no longer uh something that they could actually do anything about well i mean i guess there's nothing stopping other people from c copying the technology and and uploading their consciousnesses into separate servers. But the the main one that most people go into is run by this this dude. And if you want to go into this server, you've got to follow this these set of rules. Mm. And you don't go in with extra power compared to the other uploadees. I see, I see. So there are some capitalist dystopia hellscape servers, but like it's not the main one, and you kind of have to choose to go into that one. I mean, it's like who would would want to? Yeah, like who would volunteer to go into those servers? Rich would, people, uh, because they would get better service. I guess, but then it, it would just be like the rich people by themselves, right? And then they could just have AI servants or whatevs. Well, I mean, AI servants would probably be, like, the expectation. Although, yeah. I don't know if they would necessarily be, like, in-person AI servants so much as the AI is maintaining things as, like, a, I don't know, overarching servant? <laughs> yeah, it's like, if you want to just be uploaded into your own fantasy world where you have all the resources and all the power you want, like, sure. But... Yeah, most people won't, won't go there. I don't trust rich people as far as I can throw them, and unfortunately they have bodyguards, so I can't even, like, touch them to throw them. Okay. <laughs> but but we'll, we'll focus on the main, the main server. That normal... The main server that is not a, a hellscape. <laughs> yeah, the not... Because, honestly, I don't even know if the, the smaller ones would become hellscapes if, like, you can't force non-rich people in there you definitely definitely can so they're so intent on making a dystopian hellscape that they force like poor people into their server it when they not through okay 
I mean, do you, do you really want the explanation of how to use coercion to do that without, like, literally appearing to force them? No, 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 that's not the problem. Because it's really, really easy. Essentially, you get them into debt, and then you they can pay it off. It's not the issue. The question is, why? Like, what is the benefit of forcing these people into your server? There is none. So that you can be better than them. Yeah, uh, that's a real strange, like... I, I mean, I guess there will be people... That's a defining motivation for quite a few people. Like, whose egos slash creepiness is so high that they literally just want poor people around so they can be richer than them. Yes. I'd love to say that that kind of person doesn't exist. You know, when insta- you could have unlimited AI servants that cater to your every whim. But no, it has to be a real consciousness. Yeah, because otherwise, who else are you going to abuse your power over? I mean, that's a level of, like, what the hell, that I I don't understand, obviously, because, yeah. (laughs) There's a reason that I said that no one should be allowed to own the service. (laughs) But, um, you know, if we want to make it, like, um, less dystopian, even, like, like not just not, not focusing on it, maybe the original proprietor of the technology is actually like has access to all the servers whether they're private or not and it's like if you force somebody into your server i can just move them and then in punishment you and your server will be deleted (laughs) or um i mean there there is that but then that sort of is like dependent on the single policeman i guess which is like "Mm, i don't know about that where or you could make it so that, like, if uh, your server is is connected to the main server, you know, so that you have access to most people and, like, the ongoing development of the human race, the main server is like, ah, in order to connect, you must allow me to scan everybody you currently have. And if any of them are unwilling, it looks like they're going to get uh, yoinked and your server is going to get not connected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think just not getting to connect to the main server is enough of a punishment, but... Um, I mean, it, it's, like, not enough of a punishment if you're, like, actively trying to... If you're, like, actively trying to punish them. But, like, getting the people who don't want to be in that situation out of that situation, and then preventing them from ever moving past their current, you know less useful selves i mean i think that's worth it but kind of depends yeah you know whatevs you can make the bad people get deleted or not <laughs> you know. i mean then we get into the whole death penalty discussion which is again not something we should have on this uh, <laughs> podcast well i mean you can't do lifetime incarceration i guess you could but in a more <laughs> lifetime <laughs> incarceration of your ai body Man, that would suck. You're just stuck in this area forever. <laughs> you never get to live leave this uh, prison area. I mean, it's like not a terrible place to live, but it, it kind of sucks and you never get to talk to whoever you want. It's just like the other people in the prison area. <laughs> you know, just utter monotony is your, is your punishment. <laughs> Man, that's like that's like horrifying, actually. You know, 
you know, there there are fate there are fates that are like hell, but you know, not classic fury burning hell. I mean, it is one of the classic hells, boredom forever. Yeah, right. From the Greeks, if you didn't do anything noteworthy, good or bad, not you just, just the Greeks. Uh, just, but yeah. You know, your afterlife says boring as you were. Huh. <laughs> yeah. That's only mildly hor- only mildly horrifying. It's only mild only mildly. Only when you think about it. <laughs> it's just the type of creepy that I like. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. So we we have our, our main system that is, you know, sort of shutting down as just like a function of how it works. The other places that don't work so well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a decent place. Let's make it eccentric in certain ways that match the personality of our eccentric uh, creator. Oh, okay. What what, what do we want to be, like, our primary eccentricities here, then? Mm, I feel like the person would have some kinds of, like, theories of what's good for people, and it's like, once a week you have to do whatever, and everyone's like, uh, I guess. We got, like, um, and then... Wait, wait. If, if we really wanted to be, like, this person has obviously taken, you know, obvious measures to prevent uh, abuses in this, in this area. Mm-hmm. It's like, once a week you have to see the AI therapist, you have and no choice. You have to. It's like, oh, but I'm fine. It's like, no, no. Everyone says they're fine when they're not fine. I don't believe you. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm still fine. I'll see you next week. But <laughs> it's, like, it's uh, you know, the eccentric is actually somewhat of a mother hen, but in, in the weirdest way. <laughs> in the weirdest possible way. It's like, in order, to, in order to become immortal, you have to pay me in visits to a therapist. <laughs> and it's like, and, and then the checkup questions are like all very weird. It's like, have you made any friends today? And it's like, I'm not four. Can you, no, no, tell me, tell me how it's been going with that, that person you met at the cafe the other week. <laughs> and the very funny thing is that the AI can just check this information. Yeah. But not a, not what happened. The AI knows that, but how they feel about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and then and then the funny thing is the AI knows both sides of the story, but you know, confidentiality. <laughs> Absolute confidentiality, except in cases where you can prevent a really bad thing from happening by breaking it somewhat. And then, but but then they're like. Why are you asking me how I feel when you have access to all the data about what I'm thinking? And it's like, no, 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 it's the process of talking about it that's the point. Not, I obviously know what you thought about it. but <laughs> I know to... what you thought about it, but you need to think about it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of this stuff on your subconscious subroutine that you don't even know about at all, and you need to uncover that. <laughs> And if I just told you what you were subconsciously thinking, that's not helpful. No, no, you need to figure it out on your own. It's part of the it's journey. It's the practice of mindfulness. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
really annoying AI who's always right. <laughs> I absolutely love this AI. Okay. <laughs> I mean, to to be fair, um, the the biggest AI in Rune and Metagame, because they have a shared universe, essentially is like part part sales optimizer and part therapist. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean it's the same, you know, depends on what you want to optimize. Uh, it, it optimizes both. The therapy <laughs> side gets actually weighted a little bit higher. Oh, that's good. Mostly okay. because the engineers in, in the world are pretty much like, yeah, I mean, we could optimize the sales side higher. We've been told to optimize the sales side higher. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. Okay. Um, so it's just like, for some reason, the eccentric just wants everyone to become self-actualized. And then we're just like, what is that? And you're like, you know, Stuff. chase your dreams, expand your horizons. Exist the in the start. greatest version of you that can possibly exist. Have every experience that you need to become the best you. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, what is happening? Are you even a real person? Like, what? You spent like years of your life, billions of dollars of research, and like an entire world's worth of resources to like self-actualize people. Like what? <laughs> Is that real? Are you an alien? This is like, uh, I don't no. think I'm an alien. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, I have human genes. I grew up around humans. Or at least I have memories of growing up around humans. And who am I to say whether that's accurate or not? Yeah. <laughs> They're just an extremely confusing person to talk to. <laughs> you know. Okay. And then, you know, I assume there's a lot of AIs involved. Well, yeah, because everybody involved is technically an AI. Every person is technically an AI. Well, it's like, okay, Who but, is a copy, who was yeah. originally a copy, and is no longer a copy of the person that they were in the real world. Yeah. Well, I assume there are AIs that were generated not from direct copies, and not from the weird children mixing thing that we, we were talking about. I would say yes, but probably not in the, like, sort of intelligent sense that we're we've been discussing so far more in the caretaker sense okay so none of the ones that weren't originally from some kind of human are truly conscious i would choose not to make them conscious in the way that we understand consciousness as like a designer because that gets into like weird ideas of like if the ai is conscious and is also originally optimized to have the goal of X. Like, whatever X is becomes their driving motivation in their conscious form. Mm. Like, and that gets into, like, really weird territory where, like, if you want to make an AI servant, then you say that you're optimizing him for the satisfaction of the people that they're serving for, right? Mm -hmm. But then... If they attain consciousness, a fully conscious being whose primary, essentially, survival goal is and always has been the satisfaction of other people is, mmm, that's some fucking weird territory. And, like, as much as I'm willing to discuss that in, like, a, like a limited context, that seems like an extremely strange thing to do in this uh, context of, like, immortality for humanity thing. Maybe... So I'd say 
let's say, you know, like, there are people who just, like, want to have kids or whatever, so they, like, go and get their mind, AI, whatever, mixed up and, and yeah. gen- to generate new people-like people. Um, I mean, we've got weird questions of, like, what is consciousness and then throughout this whole thing. But, yeah. I'd say, let's say that the, the, the creator dude um, needs conscious helpers, but, like, doesn't want to have just, like, a million children. Or direct children, because that, it's weird. Um, Not their style. So, they like when you when you upload yourself, you agreed that your mind slash personality slash consciousness can be used to generate these separate AIs that are like that are actually the ultimate mix, where it's like a million people were averaged. Um, to create them. I mean, that's just going to create a very average person. Which is actually very attractive if you... <laughs> on a physical level, yeah. If you yes. do the math. Um, I don't know about on a mental level. That would be very confusing. Well, you know, maybe the creator will, like, optimize for certain traits if he's looking for a certain kind of... Sorry, I said he. They... <laughs> Okay. Are looking for a certain kind of help. The existence of binary gender in the world that we've just defined is yeah. functionally meaningless. Yeah. So like, um, but but like it's like no less than a thousand people are in the mix. So it's not like obviously somebody's kid, but it's like I want a thousand people of a certain type to mix when I make this, and then it's like okay. You don't have this weird primary goal to please your master or whatever. Here's the person. I'm giving you this job, and I've kind of optimized you to be good at it. <laughs> I have optimized you to be good at this job. I'm not going to force you to do it. No, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But you're, you do really good. You do really, really good at it. <laughs> I think, you know, based on the information that I currently have and what I intended. Yeah. So, you know, because they need people to figure out, you know, if anybody's trying to hack things or if... And to figure out new stuff and, and yeah, you know. And if, if certain things need to be patched or fixed or whatevs. And They're essentially the caretakers of the code. And to deal with any backup issues if something goes bad. I see. So they all would probably become cryptids. Like ah, uh, did you talk to one of the caretakers? I, I I mean I think, but like it's hard to tell. <laughs> they look pretty similar to everyone else. Well, some of them maybe some of them wear uniforms. Some of them are more undercover. <laughs> Most of them are more undercover. <laughs> and it's not and it's not like they have to. If is like if you were created by the the creator, you don't have to work yeah. for the creator. And then some of them don't, like, intend to do the work for the creator, but they, like, have access to it and are occasionally like, well, there's an error, so I guess I'm gonna just fix it. Yeah. And, you know, they could also fall in love and have regular children and all that, so they're really not that different. Just <laughs> They're really not that different from a bunch of clones created and raised by somebody who's, you know, generally benevolent. Yeah. It's just that if anybody asks who their parents are, it's like, yeah. That's, That's a very good question, and I'm not going to get into it. It's a long list. 
I can definitely answer that question, but I don't think we want to be here that long. <laughs> okay. Now, what's our what's our plot? We definitely have a world here. You know, I kind of want to follow one of these caretakers. Okay. I I like the I like the idea. And uh you know, they're probably pretty nice. They were optimized to fix things and care about people. You know, stuff. <laughs> you know what I would think would be actually kind of interesting? Mm-hmm. Is if we sort of had... Because we've obviously set up the original creator of the system to be fairly mindful as a person in general. What okay. if we followed the caretaker who they originally set up to be a check on themselves so essentially they're made up of like the smartest and kindest people they could find like in the entirety of uploaded consciousness well that's that's oh wow (laughs) that's real nice okay yeah and and that like and i don't mean like you know doormat people i mean people who are just you know generally looking out for the well-being of others Mm mm-hmm and they essentially set up this being to be a check on themselves, but didn't, like, explain that that's what they were supposed to be. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just make sure I don't do anything wrong, is is the it, <laughs> instructions are given, and they're just like, what? <laughs> okay, yeah. I guess I'll just watch you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's sort of, like, their ongoing job, is to just, like, develop as a person and to be, you know... <laughs> a check on on the original creator so that they don't abuse the authority that they have by being the original creator. Um, but also, you know, growing up, becoming just this incredibly, like, fluffy, kind of... <laughs> Absolutely like, adorable, 100%. Yeah, just like somebody who, it's like in real life, if they got surrounded by s- sparkles and rainbows, you would be like, actually, that... Special that tracks entirely <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> no, this is not a comic, but <laughs> exactly. You're just like, hmm, this is real life. That tracks. Yeah, and very, very fluffy. But in it, who actually not always super fluffy. No, not if always. Found somebody who was being, you know, not a good person. I feel like there might be a little bit of a, yeah, a little bit of a maybe scary. It's someone who's fluffy, but has the end-all, like, key to nuke the server and anyone in it at any time. <laughs> and isn't unwilling to use it, either. Yeah. It's like, the creator was very careful to create someone who could be trusted with this kind of power and actually use it when needed. But never yeah. use it when not needed. They were, they were like, very, you know, out of all of the all of the people they've ever made, the, the, they were the most careful with this one. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what kind of person could you trust with ultimate power? And it's like, fluff and sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, that would that would be sort of like an interesting like. I think it would be sort of, like, an interesting multi-perspective if we had this as, like, our, our focus character, but, like, people around them we're also, like, aware of. Yeah. And it's just, like... And it and it essentially becomes, like, a like an exploration of, like, what it means to have ultimate power and use yeah. it responsibly. Yeah. And, you know, 
put in some kind of crisis that tests their morality, their ethics, their their judgment, their just test them, their fiber. Probably all of them. I think, given the requirement to make an ultimate decision that affects everybody, they probably would choose not to make that decision themselves. You know, I mean, that's fair if swift action is not necessary. Well, even if swift action is necessary, they have the tools here to essentially push notification everybody, hey, answer this question right now. Now! (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, like, you know, there's there are times when it's appropriate to poll, and then there are times where they have to make unpopular decisions or whatever. Well, yeah. They they use the poll to guide their decisions, but do not use the, it to define their decisions. Okay. Maybe there's a computer virus going around. That's like scrambling people's personalities? Yeah, or and outright outright destroying some of them, and they got a quarantine. Now, what would be interesting is if Mm -hmm. it was scrambling personalities, and you're like, this totally scrambled personality is not the person that it originally was. We cannot restore the person that it originally was. Mm. Does this person continue? Yeah. In this scrambled form that is still legitimate in the sense that it, like, runs and everything? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, extra stakes. Like, the, the, what do we call this? The ultimate caretaker? (laughs) I would just call them the caretaker. I don't know about ultimate. They were well designed, but I don't know about it. Okay, so the other guys are caretakers, but this one is the caretaker with a capital T. (laughs) I see, I see. Um, the, The caretaker has a deal with this crisis, but it's like, whatever you do... Do not personally get anywhere near this virus, because if your personality gets messed up, we're all screwed. We're all... Oh, so they have to deal with the responsibility of sending other people yeah. and beings into harm's way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that whole guilt thing, but you have to save yourself first, because, like, you have to. <laughs> like, functionally, it is a requirement to save oneself first you, in this you... occasion. Okay, if your personality gets scrambled, it's just slow death from there. <laughs> okay, I like it. We got some. I like it. We got a lot of complex ethical dilemmas and guilt going on that I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a big fan of it. It seems like a, a fun thing to write. Mm. And then you know, there's no way I could write this story without a ton of romance, but you know, it, it pro- it's not important. Other than... I don't think I'd write this without romance. Yeah. But I don't think it would be the same sort of ex- the same sort of expected exploration of romance that, like, you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, romance in a world where everything about you is malleable is diff- obviously very different. I would find that extremely easy to sort of adapt into. But, yeah. like, I don't I don't think that that's typically what people would uh, be okay with. Yeah. And it would be extremely difficult for people to, like, understand that, like, yeah, no, this is just like a, like a, like a romance story, except everybody involved is not, like, a single existence in the sense that you're used to. 
Yeah, and and you know, we have an explanation for why everyone's incredibly attractive. It's like instead of it just happening because you design your body, <laughs> you get to pick how you look. So, I mean, unless you choose to be ugly, and that's some people its own, would. Yeah, but that's its own statement, right? It's like you would. It wouldn't. Just and it's be definitely like, a statement, yeah. and some people would definitely be into that yeah. statement. You know. But if you made yourself plain. It would not make you inconspicuous. <laughs> You'd yeah. be like, what? Whoa. <laughs> like, if you want to be, like, inconspicuous, you gotta just be, like, average pretty, <laughs> which is very pretty. You gotta be, like, a real-life seven or eight. <laughs> would people only make themselves seven or eights on average? Probably. Yeah. Mm. Nines and tens are, um, they exist, but... It becomes sort of uncomfortable for a lot of people to talk to them. It's actually like, it's actually like a really fascinating psychological phenomenon. But that's only because they're not used to it. If everybody no, was it's a not, ten, it's not just because they're not used to it. Even it's it's also got to do with like a discomfort with it, and it's like, do I measure up? And like, it's very, it's very complicated, but like most people would not be comfortable being like what we would consider nines and tens. I feel, no, I feel like there would be pretty creep. Like with each successive generation, they'd, they'd grow up comfortable with whatever, and then it would just go up a little bit. And well, then... but the, the, there would be a little bit of, pretty creep but there would also be a little like a more conspicuous weird creep <laughs> that's true in that like the human body would become less defining it's, it's certainly something that most people would still use because obviously you know we're basing it off of human brains and like we're not generating things out of the ether but like mm -hmm. it would be it would become less defining because you've never had to be that yeah you know <laughs> Body modification would get extreme sometimes. It would get wild, and I would love it. You know, base, basic one would be, like, you would pick whatever your hair color is, and then it would just grow that color without you having to style and dye it. it and more than, like, grow that color, you could just choose the length. Yeah. And then it's always that length, and you never need to necessarily get it cut. You'd still have stylists, but, like, they create a style, and then, like, it appears on you. It appears on you. Yeah, none of that, like, eight-hour, you know, overhaul or braid. Like, if you want infinite braids or whatever, you don't have to... Infinite braids would probably be disallowed on a server end. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, any, any hairstyle can be poofed into existence. Yeah. You want your hair to be longer? Doable. Just think N at it. No need to do extensions or anything. Yeah. It probably takes a little bit more than think at it. It probably takes like a release limiter, think at it, close yeah. limiter. <laughs> like there would be there would be kind of like the equivalent of going like shopping, except it's not instead of like, you know, looking like trying things it would be like trying things on, but it would be like you just have a per like a consultant who's helping you design whatever that m most closely matches what your incoherent inner vision is. And then Man, that sounds like a fascinating job. Yeah, and then once you've both decided, it's like you click enter and then it just appears. It's not even that. You could use yourself as the living model and like actively change it. Yeah. 
That'd be fun. That'd be a fun shopping trip. <laughs> Every shopping trip would actually be fun. Yay! <laughs> Instead of like, ugh, I need pants. <laughs> exactly. And you have as many pants as you want, so just choose the pants. I mean, honestly, it's like one pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even really pants when you it's think about pants. it. It's not pants. It's just... It's just, I don't know what it is, but... It's kind of yeah. part of you, you know? Because you're uh, a shapeshifter, and this is part of your shapeshifting. But it can be removed. <laughs> but, but it's, Exactly. Uh, but you it'll just what? come back when you want it, you know? Yeah. You know what? We're just not gonna, not gonna think about it. <laughs> it's extremely complicated, and the, the physical um, duplication that we're dealing with here is hmm. surface level only. <laughs> I do think you could get interesting by mm-hmm. telling this whole thing, whole story as like surrealism, sort of, where like you start out by like not explaining what the world is, and then just having some of this weird stuff just happen, and it's like, uh, can you explain why that happened? And then you're just like, I'm not going to, but okay. I can. Okay, you, you you start the story in in the server world without any explanation that it is a server world. And then you can do that thing where it's like, oh, this is some kind of weird magical fantasy story. And then it's like, bam! Actually, it's sci-fi. <laughs> I don't think that any part of what we've described is, like, super fantasy. I mean, it's just like an alternate world where everybody can change their appearance and anything that they want just poofs into existence. Yeah. And then there, there's also the, um, the entertaining part of, like, you get to... Um, use some, like, book conventions without using book conventions. Like, you could say, I want to go to uh, X's house, so I went to X's house, where it's literally just, like, you decide to be somewhere else, and you be somewhere else. (laughs) But, like, that single line is actually defining exactly what happened. I mean, if you wanted to be extra misleading, you could... which, Which I don't recommend, but you could start the story with somebody in a game server where, and it, where it's like, oh, this is another lit RPG, and then they log out and you're like, oh wait, no, this is a, not a lit RPG, and then they, they, yeah, but that's too many layers, let's not do that. Is it too many layers? I feel like it's not enough layers, let's add some more layers. <laughs> more layers, it's Inception, oh man. They're playing a life simulator inside of an RPG, inside of the life simulator, that's not actually a life simulator because it's just become what life is. Yeah, that's too many. That's too. That's too many. Too many layers. I don't know what's. That's going just on three layers. <laughs> Maybe three and a half. Three and a half layers. Oh man. Okay. But um, what else? Oh yeah, like, so in order for people to be happy, they need to have a purpose or goals or things that they feel that they are accomplishing. I mean. It's always been that that's something you need to decide for yourself. Okay, but this is a world where you don't need to work to live, right? Yeah. So you need to decide for yourself what you're going to do. That's part of why they have the weekly therapist visits. They need a lot of visits, man. You gotta keep all all of these people self-actualized even though they have no... Like, they have no survival needs that drive obvious goals. Yeah, you just choose what your goals are and then work towards it. And that's all you can do. You know? 
So I feel like, you know, like that, that kind of like shopping consultant, that, that would be a job that people would just do. It wouldn't be a job though. It would be a... It would be a thing that some people get yeah. really good at because like they have the time, they have the, the drive to do it and you know, why not? So it would it would kind of be like a world where everybody is doing a job that you know they they would call their passion or their calling, without any pay involved. <laughs> just be like, yeah, this is this is just what well, I do. Well, because pay would be like fundamentally weird because anything that you wanted to create in your like personal version of your server, as long yeah. as it doesn't get too big, is just like something you can do. And if it gets too big, then you need to work with other people and like merge together your space. Yeah. So it would just be a bunch of people with extremely developed hobbies. <laughs> like, Basically. horrifyingly developed hobbies. We're talking like, this person has spent 150 years developing this hobby. Uh, and I was like, this person runs a cafe. And it's like, why? Because they can imagine better drinks than you can. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's fundamentally what it is. It's like because they've gotten better at creating the drinks using the system that exists than anybody else, and they're good at making new ones and innovating. Yeah, so. and then sometimes you have other people who have their own quirks, and it's like you can't really say if it's better or worse. It's just different. Yeah, which is why you know it doesn't sing. It doesn't become like a single version of everybody. And there are people who really like that, and like the busyness thing. Because time is now, like, a, one of the primary commodities. It's, like, getting important people's time. Not important people, but, like, people who are, like, known to be good at a thing. And then I'd say there are people who still like making things, even though you could just poof them into existence. Yeah. And the experience of making things, even if you're if you could just poof them into existence, is on its own, like, a, like useful. Yeah. Because, you know, you could poof more interesting and different things into existence with the experience of the making. Yeah. And, you know, if you kind of poof them, they'll be this kind of generic perfect that gets a little stale after a while. It would probably get stale after the third copy of whatever you're seeing. Yeah, so then... I'm sure, obviously, there'll still be artists that make music and visual arts and dance and stuff. Well, most of the jobs that exist in the, like, modern world would still exist. They'd just be fundamentally different. Well, I mean, you know, there wouldn't be any doctors or accountants or mechanics. You'd have something like a doctor. <laughs> really? For what? There'd be, de there'd be debuggers. They'd be more, yeah, they'd be more, like, debugger, but... <laughs> They would be dealing with people, and they'd probably be dealing with people in the abstract more than people in the specific. So, I guess it wouldn't be like a doctor so much as like a doctor slash therapist slash debugger. Yeah, they'd be therapists, but you know, I don't. There's no medical school anymore, so they wouldn't be doctor therapists. They wouldn't be psychiatrists. Yeah, or maybe and then you might you might even have some that are like doctor doctors because like some people choose to live in the real world. And, you know, if you send your robot that you're in control of to, you know, provide some... I see. So you can log into your real-world robot and do your do your doctor work in the real world. Yeah. Okay, so... But that's very r rare. Or, like... It, yeah, it would be rare. There would be a lot fewer doctors. 
Yeah. And then there wouldn't be, like, you know, firefighters in the... Yeah. I did say most. I mean, there'd be a, a ton of jobs that are just, like, not necessary. There'd be no, like... Government. Service jobs would be yeah. mostly fucking gone. Not there'd entirely, be, but mostly. There'd be no, like, government uh, ID-issuing bureaucracy. <laughs> or anyone oh, no, people. bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah, all of the paperwork stuff would be gone. <laughs> Which, when oh, you no. think about it, I'm is... I'm terribly worried. That's, a, like, most of the desk jobs would be gone. And that's, like, the majority of... There would still be at least the, like, beginnings of, like, lawyers or attorneys. I guess. But it wouldn't be, like, paperwork. It'd be, like, the AI has reviewed all the facts of this thingy, and here is a summary. And well, yeah, because the the job of attorneys and lawyers a lot of the time is just to, like, find what needs to be presented, and then, like, and then present it. It's, like, their their primary job, which is... Not really something that AI is great at. Okay, but like, you know, they wouldn't have to go searching for evidence. Relevant but not directly obvious is not something that AI is going to be good at without, like, human interaction. Okay. So, yeah, people would still get into arguments and have disputes that need settling. Yeah. Um, Mediation, arbitration. Yeah. And, you know, all the mass manufacturing jobs would be gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, construction. No, construction... Uh, construction would kind of merge with architecture. Yeah, like, if people want to make something, you know, weird, slash cool, slash pretty, they can. But it would, again, be just a, a an unusually developed hobby. It's like, so, so for fun, you're going to make a 147-story building? It's like, yes. <laughs> okay. Who wants to who wants to join with me? And they just want I want to prove a, that I can. It's just a group of friends. It's like yeah, and it's like and it's like why are you making this so that it would work in the real world? Because I can, you yeah. know, sure. Uh, yeah, and it's like, can't you just draw it and then poof it? And they're like, no, 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 no. We are pouring the concrete. I don't know why, but it seems like it would. Be fun. <laughs> Poured concrete would probably look different from, like, poofed concrete. Yeah. And then, you know, the things that people do in the name of boredom is just massively expanded here. <laughs> yeah? We will do it because it's hard. You know? There'd be, like, a ton of people who are, like, doing things like, uh, like the Ninja Warrior competition. Like, why are we doing obstacle courses? I don't know. And then, because it's fun. Like, and then it's in those, um, when you're playing those games, there are, like, strict limits to how, like, strong or tall you can be. So yep. it, it actually feels hard, and you need some, like, technical expertise. Like, you can't just be like, okay. And you need it. to, like, design your body. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be a weird job, wouldn't it? Like, physiological design body designers? <laughs> Where you're, like... So I, I'm entering this co- so every every like year or whatever they change the the limits on the body to to add some fun uh, and every year so everyone's gotta like I don't know if they would change the limits on the body but they would change the course yeah 
Well, I think it would be because if you no, because if you change the course, you need to optimize the body in different ways. That's true. I I feel like they would still change like the maximum height of the body or the maximum amount of mass you're allowed putting in it and stuff. The like maximum that. number of limbs. You know, they they would change like you know other constants. Like they would they would change like gravity strength and and stuff like that once in a while. Just to <laughs> they ban the build that won the last race. <laughs> You know, just, just, it's just constant variety, you know? You gotta make yeah. some variety in life. Yeah. Um, and then, would there still be collectibles in a world like this? Probably. Maybe, like, handmade stuff. I don't know about collectible in the sense that we're, like, used to it, because even something handmade can be duplicated, but... Oh, that's true. Because, like, once you get into collectible, you're just, you're just remaking NFTs in a world that... <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> And NFTs, no. Okay, no. They're okay. they're not gonna catch on with people who don't have too much money and not enough sense. Yeah, I guess once you introduce collectibles, it's only one short step from having capitalism again. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, anything can be duplicated so long as the person who is currently holding it chooses to duplicate it. Hmm. Okay, like any time, the the creator notices that somebody's like making like purposely something that's like limited and and abusing that as like a source of power or resources they just like flood flood like make a billion copies of it and make it useless (laughs) (laughs) that seems a little a little much but you know five or six copies of it that are just spread around the world and then they start randomly spreading yeah. Anytime you make anytime you make something, some random duplicate is just spawned somewhere in the world. And, yeah, and maybe like the more demand there is for it, the more it just automatically spawns more. So it's like you can't you can't create a purposely limited resource. Yeah, I mean you know as long as you're not trying to purposely limit it, it's it's fine because it won't like explode or anything. But yeah. Like, if you want to create something for yourself, just so it's unique, like, that's allowed. But if it's, like, you're you're trying to bargain with other people with it, that's when the... Anytime something is given, is is traded to somebody else, not, like, necessarily given, but anytime something is traded to somebody else, a duplicate of it appears somewhere in the world. Yeah, it just starts spawning. <laughs> and, you know, that duplicate gets picked up by somebody, and then if that gets traded, you know, another duplicate... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So... I think we have a an interesting setup to explore. It's not much of like a, like a plot plot. I mean, you know, computer virus crisis that could bring down the entire server. Hard decisions that need to be made regarding these warped personalities. Yeah, an exploration of... Um, how to do this in a way that's not instant dystopia. You know, yeah, like, there'd have to be a lot of creative limitations, like we described with that trading thing, that would make it so that it would naturally guide humanity away from dystopia. (laughs) I mean, that sounds like an interesting challenge in and of itself. Guide humanity away from dystopia without taking away too much freedom. Yeah. Or, or like, you know, if you want to make this an extremely long story, then you could start from the beginning when the creator first 
developed the technology to upload the consciousness into the I don't thing. think I would start from there because leaving that in like the fog of ages is a lot more interesting, I suppose. Yeah. But it's like you could do or maybe even like kind of a prequel series where it's like the original thousand people who are invited onto the server and then the nonsense that came through that that taught the creator lessons. Alright, we're not gonna do this the exact same way again. We are making some changes. We are. I have learned from this experience. Every, it's like... Oops. But you know, it's only a thousand people. It's not all of humanity. It's fine. A thousand really isn't that many. You know, in the grand scheme of things. And then, you know, the 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 caretaker maybe meets one of one of these people like one of the originals shall we say where where they they have there a probably wouldn't be that many originals no left. no a lot of them a lot of them are gone through um <clears throat> things we don't talk about <laughs> also some people would just like choose to die yeah because it's like yeah I mean I've I've done everything that I kind of wanted to do and now I'm just I'm good I'm see ya I'm self-actualized bye poof I feel like it wouldn't just be like bye poof I feel like that would be a process but yeah well depending on what how you want to go you know I feel like there's a difference between wanting to die and being suicidal that would be kind of important to go yeah. over yeah you have to have all your mandatory therapy and convince the ai therapist that you're not suicidal <laughs> well because suicide is kind of like a way out whereas wanting to die is just like yeah i've kind of done everything that i wanted to do and like i don't have anywhere to go from here and i don't think i'm ever gonna figure anything out because like these are the things that i wanted to do yeah. so now what i'd rather just not deal with that or maybe you know, if you want, you can just plunge your consciousness into the mixer that generates the little caretakers and go on your adventure as one of a thousand people. Merge into the, into the caretaker hive mind. <laughs> you know, because we're just being kind of, kind of creepily communist in a way. <laughs> I don't think it's that creepy. It doesn't feel creepy to me at all. No, no. Communism in the idealized form is not creepy, but yeah. I don't know if this is fully an idealized form. There are bits of this that are, mmm, that's weird. No, that's not is, okay. But this it's is, like. This is not a communist world, right? This is a world that's being gently guided away from dystopia by a benevolent dictator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. And again, benevolent dictatorship works as long as the it's dictator actually is benevolent. benevolent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also not stupid, you know, yeah. they need to be confident and benevolent. But yeah, it works. We just have to find a world where that's realistic, which we can't, so we created one. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I think uh, we've laid enough plot threads out here that if someone wanted to pick it up, they could just tug on one or two. Yeah, you know, this is a philosophical, philosophical type of story, if you yeah. liked it. I mean, welcome to sci-fi, right? Yeah. If you liked it, write it, email us at listeners 
at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you didn't like it, go ahead and, and write about that too, because I think that would be interesting to hear about, even if, you know, you disagree with us. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go straight into dystopia land, I guess that's not disallowed, but... Exactly. Be sad. <laughs> um, we would be disappointed. Yeah. If you want to be a guest on our show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. Uh, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a like, a uh, rating, a review, whatever that is, on whichever is your podcast listening platform of choice. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Mm-hmm.